all the believers said, give the Lord one more hand of praise. Hallelujah. Can you open your Bibles with me this morning? Just remain standing to Joel chapter 2. Hoel chapter 2. And this morning, it's a continuation of last week. And so if you were here last week, I talked about how you're going to have to bear with me with my teacher's hat. Because when you have a teacher's hat, for some of you, uh, the word teacher is like a cuss word. Mm-hmm. I hate teachers. Uh, some of you hated them so much, you just avoided them all in all. You, didn't, you just skipped school. It went from one day to one year to one life. You just said, skip it. So whenever an authoritative position comes into your life, many times, especially the word teacher, it ain't going to teach me nothing. And so right away, maybe your body's not doing that, but your spirit is doing this. Because you feel that I've learned everything that I can already. But you're going to see that there's a way to break that, actually through this lesson, if you will. And we're going to break that. Joel chapter 2, verse 12 says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart with what? With what? With fasting and also weeping and mourning. One more time, God, speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you're seated, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them, too fast, too serious. Then you may be seated. Title of my message this morning is Too Fast, Too Serious. If you were here last week, it was the fast and the serious. But today is too fast, too serious. We're going to talk about fasting. But this is very, very important because fasting, I believe, is a secret weapon to the disciple of Christ. And if you really begin to understand this, you're not going to put it off for a time of emergency. In other words, when an emergency comes up, then you know, oh, I got to use that weapon. That's the bazooka of Christianity right there. But if you learn how to use this tool, if you learn how to use this weapon of our warfare, it's going to benefit you in the short run and the long run. Because you're going to be able to push off, get away, get away, refrain from, abstain from the enemy's lustful desires and temptations that he puts in front of you. All those things that he has that some of you, you need to break some things. You need to break some habits within your life. And some of the, the, one of the only ways you're going to be able to break off some of those habits is you got to learn how to fast. Tell your neighbor, learn how to fast. Now look at somebody else and tell them, you're going to learn today. Some of you guys said that like you ain't from Victory Outreach. You were like, you're going to learn today. No, you, you, this is Victory Outreach here. You got to get a little bit of soul or, you know, throw some, throw some ribs on the, on the barbecue pit here. Give me some salsa. I need a little bit of papusas when you guys say it. But throw a little bit of grits and some greens in there when you do this thing. So I say that because when you tell your neighbor and you talk to your neighbor, some of you guys talk to your neighbor like you don't want to talk to your neighbor. This is another lesson within the lesson right now. 
You're supposed to tell, when I say tell your neighbor, you tell them with love. That's how you tell them. So, again, look at your neighbor and tell them, you're going to learn today. There you go. I seen a few little mm-mm-mm right there. That was good. Don't catch that. If you're watching on the internet, you can do that too. Come on, somebody. You can do that. You can get that. All right, are you guys ready to learn? Here we go. Joel chapter 2, verse 15. I'm going to give you a few verses from last week. I'm going to go a little fast, a little furious, but that's okay. you got to bear with me, and then we're going to get to part 2, and then we're boom, and then we're going to slow it down. All right. Joel chapter 2, verse 15 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, proclaim a sacred assembly, gather the people. What people? Sanctify the congregation, assemble the age. That means the older folk. Yes, the old folk need to fast. Well, I'm old. I don't need to fast. No, you need to fast too. Gather the children. Yes, that's right. Even the kids should be fasting. Oh, not my kids. My kids need to eat their Cheerios. No, they need to learn how to fast as well. You teach them, Mom. You teach them. Teach them now how to fast. And when they get older, they will not depart from it. Okay, even those nursing at the breast. In other words, even if you just had a kid, you should even learn how to fast. What? That's not right. Ask a doctor. They'll even tell you it's good for a mother that just had a baby to fast. They'll tell you that as well. Okay, also, let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. So even if you just got married you need to learn how to fast you're putting everybody in this category i like that not just people but it gets specific with the people let the priests that's right even the ministers even those well i'm a leader i don't need to fast no you need to learn how to fast it says let the minister before the lord weep between the porch and the altar in other words it's a mandate under the banner of christ everybody should learn how to fast can i hear an amen Isaiah chapter 58 verse 3 says, why have we fasted and you have not seen? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? In other words, there are some people in this fast, you're going to think, God's got to see me. Listen, God sees you whether you fast or not, and do not think that your fast is going to make him see even more of you. He knows all of you already. Okay, I'm going to fast and he's going to see me. No, he already sees you. The fast is for you to see him. It says, behold, on the day of your fast, you do as you please and you oppress all your workers. In other words, as you fast, it's not just to change your food habits, it's also to change your character habits. So make sure that you don't cancel out your fast by, okay, I got away from food, but you're still doing the same pleasures of sin that you've always been doing. You have to be able to learn how to fast as a whole. Can I hear an amen? Now, this is very important. When you fast, do not think, oh, my gosh, I'm getting, you know, uh, hunger pains right now. No, you're not getting hunger pains. You're getting habit pains because you're so used to eating a certain way. Your stomach and your mind are used to, okay, it's 7 o'clock. I got to eat my food. I got to have my breakfast. No, what you're doing is you're breaking a habit. Somebody say a habit. Somebody say a habit. What you're doing is you're breaking the junk that goes in so that the spirit can be filled with life. That's what you're breaking. Okay, Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. I'm going along real fast. When you fast, do not be somber like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces to show men that they are fasting. In other words, you're not fasting for, pe- for people. You're fasting for the Lord. Can I hear an amen? Acts chapter 13, verse 1, it says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work. Uh, uh, what I really love about this portion of Scripture is it shows that in the midst of a fast, ministries are being birthed. I truly believe that while some of you are fasting, God's going to birth a ministry inside of you. 
God's going to birth them. You know a ministry, uh, it's not on my notes, but a ministry that's always been in my heart and has been in my heart for years ever since I lived there. Uh, a ministry that's been in my heart has always been a convalescent hospital ministry. Always has been. It just, it's been on my heart because I lived in a convalescent hospital, an old convalescent hospital. That's where I used to live. And I found out what that meant at a young age. What's a convalescent hospital? Oh, you know, these are, you know, a little bit uh, older folks, and they're there, and some of them are getting ready to see their maker. So I began to think about that. I said, man, where's the best place to be a witness? How about a place where people are already thinking about the afterlife? You go on these streets, you tell people Jesus loves you, and he can come back tomorrow. They're like, yeah, right. Go to a convalescent hospital. Jesus loves you. He can come back tomorrow. So, come back tomorrow. I can leave today. You know, they have a totally different mindset. I don't know why I said that, but it was for somebody out there. Just think about ministries that are being birthed, being birthed inside of you. Some of you, God's calling you to reach the unreachable, to talk to those who are dismissive and talk to those who feel lonely. I don't know, whatever God's putting inside of you, but this fasting is going to bring that out. Now, we talked about this also last week. What is fasting? Because people have asked, well, you talk about fasting, Pastor, but what is fasting? And I'm going to give you a few quick definitions, and then we're going to get into this. It says, the, uh, the fasting is the willful abstaining from natural pleasures for spiritual purposes. In other words, I know fasting is hard because you have a will. But fasting is saying, not my will, but your will. That's what fasting is. Not my will, but your will be done. Fasting is also a personal commitment to renounce the natural to invoke the spiritual. You're basically saying that the natural will not win. My spirit will win. My spirit will be the dominant. That's what fasting is. Fasting is also a dedication to a period of time to devote yourself to a spiritual priority of prayer without food. And we talked about this last week. There's an absolute fast. In other words, no water, no food, no nothing. Absolute. Uh, in the scriptures, Esther, she did a total absolute uh, as she told everybody for three days, three days, don't drink anything, don't eat anything. Uh, we, we are on a fast because I got to go before the king. Also, another uh, fast is the standard fast, which is we're no food, but you have water. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this in just a little bit. But we just have just water. There's been many different times all throughout the scriptures uh, where you see people go on a fast for seven days, 10 days, uh, 21 days. Even many went on 40 days. And I talked about this last week. Do not think think that you're going to die if you go on a long fast. You're not going to die. It feels like you're going to die, but you're not going to die. I know some of you, you've tried this fast. You did it for two days, and on that second day, you're like, oh, my God, I need my burritos. I can't survive without my chimichanga. Now, maybe you didn't do that in the physical, but your spirit was doing that. Because your, fear, your spirit was trying to beat at you. Say, come on, eat your donut. You need the bagel. Get this thing. It's kind of funny how a donut speaks to you and then it lives in you. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, amen. Understanding fasting, and we talked about this last week as well. What is fasting? Fasting is not just missing a meal. In other words, oh, I missed a meal. All right, God, just chalk that one up to fasting. <laughs> Me and you, we got it. No, because you still want to eat. That's not fasting. You got to be able to pray and dedicate yourself unto the Lord. 
Also, fasting is not dieting. If you want to go on a diet, go on a diet. You could do that anytime, at any moment, on your own. Fasting is not dieting. If God is not the focus, then the fast is useless. If God is not the focus, the fast is useless. And remember this also. We don't fast to lose weight. We fast to lose sin. There's a benefit of the fasting, but that's not the focus. Fasting demands the reading of the word with the replacement of the meals. So in other words, the time that you would take to eat breakfast, eat the heavenly manna. Eat the word of God. So instead of eating the bagel, the biscuit, the burrito, whatever that is, eat the word of God. It's very important to the fast. And then also, fasting demands time for meditation. Meditation, because I know a lot of times, a lot of different religions have taken over that word, but the Bible talks about meditating on the word. You have to do that. But what is meditation? Meditation, the difference between prayer and meditation is prayer is you talking to God. Meditation is you listening to God. This is where some of you sometimes... You pray too much. You, you think God is Santa Claus, and every time you come to him, you come to him with, that's not really a prayer list. It's a wish list. Okay, God, you heard me yesterday. I'm going to say it again today. God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I need this. Oh, I forgot about this one yesterday, but today, God, I need this, and God, I need that. And your prayer list becomes a wish list. Fasting helps you to shut up and listen. It says, okay, God, it's just me and you right now. No one else. I need to hear from you. Now, we also talked about this. What are the effects of fasting? Fasting will change us, and I shared that earlier. Fasting doesn't change God. It changes the one who fasts. Fasting doesn't move God. It just gives God the capacity for God to move. Fasting doesn't move God. It gives God the capacity to move. It's very, very important. It positions you better for God to move. Fasting also increases our spiritual capacity. When you remember when Jesus fasted, right after he was done fasting, he went out and miracles started happening. Why? Because he increased the spiritual capacity, and then all of a sudden things started happening in the natural. Things started happening in the natural. Uh, we've already seen it happening even yesterday when you went out with us, if you went out with us to go to our salvation Saturday. Didn't things start happening, those of us that went out there? It was almost like, man, where the, this guy's just so open. How is he so open? Where did this? Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. You know, I, I didn't mention this, but I, I really am thinking about this. We're in the month of fasting, so it's easy to do. But we're continuing on with the Salvation Saturday. Every first and third Saturday of the month, we're going out salvation hunting. We're hunting for salvation. That's just what we're doing. Rain or shine, sleet or snow, we are going out there to save souls. So you ain't got to ask about it. Are we doing it? If it's the first Saturday, we're going. You can come on out, and you can do it with us. However, I want to challenge some of you with this one. I haven't shared this, but I'm going to share it now. I'm going to challenge some of you. The day before the Salvation Saturday, I would challenge you for a Fast Friday. Fast Friday. Try it. Because when you do it, it makes Salvation Saturday so much easier. That you're not doing all the work. Like, man, where is everybody? I said, man, where? But when you fast, yesterday, right? Those of you that went, we went out there yesterday. Even one of the guys from the home, he said, man, the first three doors I knocked on, people were there. It just happened. How did this happen? Fasting. It increases the capacity for God to move. Fasting also breaks your desire for food. You have an appetite. Fasting helps break that appetite. 
How do I know? Right now, each and every one of you have a certain something that if I were to present to you, your eyes light up. It just lights up. Now, your something could not be my something. See, for some of you, every morning, without a shadow of a doubt, don't talk to me until I get my... Because your spirit and mind need the coffee. I got to have my coffee. Don't look at me. Don't breathe on me. Don't even think about me. I need coffee. Because it's your spirit. It's in your spirit. Do you need coffee? No. Your, your body has told your spirit you need it. Your spirit hasn't told your body yet. Hasn't reversed yet. Fasting helps break that. I shared with even our leadership today about how even now, I go to birthday parties, I'll go to different uh, celebrations, people offer me cake, and it started years ago. I don't eat cake, not because I don't like it. Sure, it tastes great. I just don't have a desire for it. I have no desire for cake whatsoever. Now, if you put the word cheese in front of that, I got problems. Okay, good, I'm not alone. All right, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But that's something that I'm believing. Now, this is the great thing about it. Cheesecake is not on the breakfast, lunch, and dinner menu. You actually have to go out of your way to get it. So that's why, for me, it's kind of easy to deal with. But for some of you, it's on the menu every single morning that you wake up. I don't know what's on your menu. Fasting helps change your menu. Okay. Also, fasting quiets the heart in order to hear from God. In other words... It quiets your body so that you can hear his voice. It quiets your body so that you can hear his voice. If you want to be a person that puts this flesh, flesh under subjection, then you have got to learn how to show some spiritual authority. Remember, you are not a body. You are a spirit. You live in a body. So you have got to learn how to put this body under subjection. Can I hear an Amen. And then also, fasting brings spiritual intimacy. Now, here we go. What are the benefits of fasting? Because people have asked me, okay, pastor, I'm fasting, but what, are some of the, what, are, what is something that I'm going to be able to get out of it? It's not a selfish desire, but you need to know this. There are benefits to fasting. Somebody say benefits. Tell your neighbor benefits. One of the first benefits, now there are many of them, but I tried to narrow it down to just a few. One benefit of fasting is that you're going to learn how to obtain spiritual discipline. Spiritual discipline. When you fast, you are literally telling your body that the body must be subject to the spirit. You're learning a spiritual discipline. When I went to the DMV the other day, I was standing in line, and the line was long. Huge line. Now, I'll give you ahead of my story because I didn't realize this until later. I have AAA. For those of you that have AAA, what are you doing standing in line? Now, granted, I did not learn that until I got to the front. So bear with me. I'm in the back. I just totally forgot. I didn't fast. So the other day, I'm in the outside, and if you're familiar with the Jackson DMV, you're standing outside and around. And so I was standing outside and around, and I was there, and I already knew, like, okay, I just got to do it. 
And I'm there, standing in line. And ahead of me, not that far ahead of me, was this young guy. And I could see him antsy, just twitching. Looking at his phone, like, looking over, like, oh, my gosh, what is going on? And, and I'd seen him even a couple times. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, because he kept bumping into the person behind him. This guy was just antsy, just antsy. He got out of line, walked away, whatever. Still in line. The guy comes back, and I could see him talking to the person that he was right there. Hey, can I get my spot back in line right there? And you could just see it. And the person was like, you know, uh, you lost your place. You know, they just had that, you know, mm, they're battling here. Do I be nice? Do I not nice? There's just something about the spirit of the DMV that's there's nothing nice about that place. It's just, it's just a spirit that is there that it's like, it's the spirit of, if you cut me, I will shank you right now. Like, you don't know what I had to do to get in this place. And so you could, I could see them just talking and there. And like, finally, he got back in line. She let him. Like, okay, or there. And if you know anything about the DMV, it's long. It's outside. But then the moment you get inside, you're like, okay, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. You get in and you go, oh, my gosh. The line goes like a snake. And there's a whole nother hundred people in front of you. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And how I knew, I was still a little bit outside, but how I knew is because that guy, I could see him. The moment he, like, got to the door, he's like, oh, 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 did, did you guys know that you, did you, oh, oh. Now, this was the craziest part for me, not for anybody else, for me. When I first started driving and I went to the DMV, I saw me in that guy. That's what I saw, because that's how I was, very undisciplined. I hadn't learned patience yet. I hadn't learned how to calm my spirit yet. So for me, I saw me, so I looked at the guy, and I just, I empathized a little bit better. But the reason why, years later, now I can go to the DMV and even go all the way to the front of the line and then realize, what am I doing in this line? And not get mad. Why? Spiritual discipline. It's a discipline. You teach yourself how things are going to go wrong, but you can't control that. You can only control you. And so fasting, what it does is it helps you control you. Some of you, you needed to start fasting like yesterday. Because there are some things that just happen to you and you get out of control. You need to learn spiritual discipline. Another benefit of fasting is you increase your spiritual capacity. I hit on this one a little bit more last week. Just think of it like this. Increasing your spiritual capacity is like going from a flip phone to an iPhone. Pastor Greg, already you know, we, we have this conversation about Androids and iPhones all the time. But just think of it as just like the guy on the commercial. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And what's happening is when you don't fast, you're trying to hear God on your own. Can you hear me? God, can, I can't hear you. God, can you, hear, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And then all of a sudden when you fast, God says, here, here's a better phone so you can hear me better. It increases your spiritual 
capacity. That's what fasting does. Okay. Number three is that also you become clear-minded. In other words, you're able to discern, you're able to remember, you're even able to uh, memorize and even analyze a whole lot better. It helps your mental faculties. You're able to see things a whole lot clearer. I can tell you right now, when I fasted, when a test comes my way, I'm a lot more aware. I'm a lot more aware. I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden, things come to me, and I'll, you know what? You should try this. And as I'm saying it, I go, where did that come from? That's some wisdom I've never heard before. Why? Because all of a sudden, now you've purified yourself. Your mental faculties are that much sharper. Also, number four is that it will give you a pure heart and a pure mind. See, fasting will help you destroy the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. It will help you destroy these things that try to destroy you. So in other words, fasting then takes the things that are trying to destroy you, and you become the destroyer. That's what it does. Helps purify you, purify your heart, purify your mind. The things that before when uh, you were out there in the world and then you got saved and some of the things you gave up right away, but then some of the things you still have the taste for. I can use that literally and figuratively. When I say literally, some of you were really, 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 really bad alcoholics. You had, forget coffee, you had to wake up with alcohol. You had to drink alcohol. And after you took a drink of alcohol, you took a shot of another alcohol. I mean, you just had to have alcohol. So the taste was there on your tongue. It's just there. The problem with that is that it went from your body into your spirit. So all of a sudden, that taste for alcohol, you might have stopped with your tongue, but it went into your spirit. Fasting then says, hey, 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 get that taste off my spirit. I am not an alcoholic anymore. I am not a drug addict anymore. That is not, I am not that anymore. You tried to destroy me, but now I'm going to destroy you. That's what fasting does. Fasting also, it will increase your hunger for God and his word. Now, this is a very important point to me. Some of you have a very hard time reading the word of God. If we're just honest, right? Be honest with yourself. Some of you, you got a real tough time. When I, when I say, that's why even many times I'll say, okay, open the word, and you look at it, and you start reading it, and you go, uh, yeah, I can't. That's, that's too much for me. It's too heavy. It's too heavy. The Bible is heavy. It really is heavy. One verse. You know that books have been written about one word in a Bible. People write over 500 pages dealing with one word in the Bible. So it is heavy. I'm not going to lie to you and say it's not heavy. It is heavy. You know what helps you pick it up? Fasting. Fasting. It gives you a hunger for the word of God. I understand that some of you, when you try to read the word, all of a sudden you're reading it, and you read it at night. Okay, and then, you know, then David, he was there, and that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. And then, uh, and you mean well, it just doesn't end well. If you want to end well, if you want to finish strong, start with fasting. It'll help you in the reading of God's word. Another one is that you will also get physical benefits. 
The more you fast, the cleaner and clearer your health becomes. Now, this one, I'm, I'm going to emphasize this one to the day that I die. Some of you, you need to start fasting. And you need to get to the point where health starts coming inside of your body. You need to get rid of the junk that you've been putting inside of it. Did you know that many of the poisons that, that are in your body have to do with the food that you're eating right now? Many of the poisons, if not all, many of the poisons that are in your body right now are due to the foods that you are taking into your body right now. See, now this is very important. I also want to say this for some of you that you've been healed. How many of you that you've been healed of a disease? Raise your hand. You have been healed. And those of you that have been healed by way of even the doctors telling you, well, the doctor has even told you, okay, you're healed, but you also got to change your diet, right? Because if you want to keep that healing, keep fasting. It helps keep the healing. Just don't think, all right, I'm healed. I can eat whatever I want. No. No. You must be obedient to the word of God. Be obedient to this word. And I want to challenge some of you. Some of you, I, I understand that, you're, well, this, I love this. I eat this all the time. This is just who I am. Well, it's who your body is. It's not who your spirit is. You have got to learn how to put your body under subjection. Can I hear an amen? amen. Another benefit to this, now this is the, probably the one that everyone's going to go, amen, is that a benefit to fasting is you're going to lose weight. Hallelujah. Shakara, shakara. I feel the spirit in that one, Lord. Now, what fasting actually does, it doesn't cause you to necessarily lose weight. It causes you to get back to your normal weight. That's what it does. It causes you to get back to your normal weight. Now, for those of you that are saying, Pastor, what are you talking about? You've, you're, you've been skinny all your life. Well, I'm telling you this because also I've learned how to fast. I've been doing this since I got saved, just letting you know that. I've been doing this since I got saved. Sometimes I get out of balance. I have gotten out of balance before. But then right away, it's like, oh, no, this ain't happening. What are you doing? You need, you need to get back on track. There is a certain weight that God gave me to be. How do I know? Because of my bones. Not because of my muscles. Not because of the, the glands. It's because of the bones that God gave you. And what fasting does is it helps you get back to your normal practice. It helps you get to the place where God had intended your body to be. It also purifies your body. It purifies your body. Listen, some of you must understand right now, you guys are filled with more toxic waste than you can think of. You've got to be very careful. Now, I'm, I'm serious, and I'm honest about this one because this hits home with me with my father. This is home with me, with me. A lot of the cancer cells that do happen have to do with the poison that you put in your body. And you've got to be very, very careful the things that you put into your body. Think of it like this. What you're doing when you eat certain foods is you're eating all this food, and all of a sudden... Your body or your stomach, your intestines are beginning to have what we call a sideshow. If you don't know what a sideshow is, you can Google it. You'll see it right there in Oakland. And that's what's happening. Your intestines are having a sideshow. Now, this is the hard part about it. 
is that when your intestines have a sideshow, you are overworking your other organs, your liver, your pancreas, your kidneys, whatever it might be. I don't want to get too scientific right now into that, but just know that that's what you're doing. You are overworking the people that are trying to keep order. That's kind of like your organs are like the police. They're trying to keep order, keep order, keep order. But they can't always keep order if you're doing whatever you want. If you're constantly having donuts, hey, that's pretty good. I like that right there. Good job. I know. If it's constantly going in there and having its way with whatever it wants, and what fasting does, fasting purifies all that and says, no more sideshows, get up out of here. There is a steady pace that God has given me. That's what you're doing. That's what you're saying. And fasting purifies that. Fasting also gives you a spiritual freedom. Somebody say spiritual freedom. It gives you a spiritual freedom and a physical freedom. A physical freedom freedom to reject the things that the world is trying to tell you put inside of you. Remember, you have an appetite, and the world's trying to feed that appetite. They're trying their best to feed it, feed it, feed it, feed it. And you're saying, no, the world will not feed my body nor my spirit. God is the ruler of my body. Can I hear an amen? Fasting frees you from the bondage of food. Yes, food can even be a bondage. A lot of times we think, oh, you know, the bondage of, uh, of the lust and the bondage of the pride and the bondage of the anger and the bondage of this. Well, food can also be a bondage. When you fast, it frees you from that bondage. Fasting also gives you the spirit of giving. It it allows you to have the spirit of giving. The Bible talks about this, that when you fast, you're going to be a giver now. You're going to give to the poor. That's actually what it says. When you fast, give to the poor. Because all of a sudden, your spirit becomes nicer. When you start fasting, you become nicer. Some of you need to start fasting. Did you know it's scientifically proven that the foods you eat can irritate your spirit? Right? I believe there's a, 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 a thing that's called IBS, right? Irritable bowel. And it irritates you. And the funny thing is, is that when your body's irritated, so is your spirit. Because you know what it's saying? Irritation comes from your body being imbalanced. That's what it is. Your body is imbalanced. Something's not working together. You're not going to die. It's just something's not connecting. It's not right. It doesn't feel good. That's why even sometimes when you eat some things, your stomach tells you, why did you eat that? Don't ever eat that again. I don't like this. It's coming out now. Not now. No, it's coming out now. Not now. It's coming out now. That's the physical sense. Some of you need to learn how to fast to stop irritating your spirit. That's why when certain things come your way, oh, it's coming out now. Oh, you're going to get a piece of my mind. No, we don't want a piece of your mind. Matter of fact, you don't have enough pieces to give. Keep your mind. Oh, no, they don't even know. They don't know who they mess with. They don't know who they're talking with. You're absolutely right. I don't even know if you know who you're talking with. This is a whole other person right now. Fasting 
teaches you how to keep that irritation under control, puts you in the right balance. Fasting also allows you for your light to shine even brighter. Somebody say amen. No, come on. Somebody say amen. And then fasting also gives you godly protection. Listen, you need to know this. When you fast, God will protect you. God's going to protect you. This is very important. Look, you're not going to die. Because I know some of you, you've tried this, right? You've been doing it. Probably some of you even last week, you were doing this. And then all of a sudden on your third day, you're like, I'm going to die. You're not going to die. God's going to protect you. He made you. He knows every single hair on your head. It's okay, Tyrone. Even if you don't have any there, God still knows the hair that's right here. That'll still work too. That'll still work too. You know what I love about that? Scripture in particular is that not only does God know every hair on your head, he numbered them. He numbered them. When you take a hair out, one piece it's called from the, the follicle. It's a cell. What he's saying is that God knows every single cell of your body. Every single cell God knows. Even the cell that hurts, God knows. And he has given a way for you to not get hurt in the spirit. Fasting. It helps with your spirit. Now, this is very important. I want to give you something really quick, and then we're going to be done. When it comes to fasting, there's a couple guidelines. So number one, when it comes to fasting, the guidelines. Number one, commit to it. Commit to your fast. If you said you were going to do seven days, then do seven days. If you said you were going to do three days, do three days. Don't tell me. Don't, don't come to This is very important. We're not Catholics. So you don't have to come to me, and all of a sudden we have to sit down and go, forgive me, Pastor, for I have sinned. I said I was going to go three days. I only did a day and a half. Is there any Hail Marys that I need to do? No, I'm not going to give you any Hail Marys. I'm not going to give you the penances. I'm not going to ask you to do any of that. Jesus came, Christ, he died, the, the veil is torn. So for those of you, I know this is not a, 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 a message on religion, but I'm telling you right now, the veil is torn. Don't worry about that. You don't have to come and give me your sins. I don't, I don't matter of fact, I don't want your sins. Keep your sins. I got my own. What you need to do is you need to commit to your word. That's what you said. I know it's going to be difficult, but you can do it. You can do it. If you committed to 10 days of a Daniel fast, do that thing. Do, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult, but you can do it. You can do it. Don't be like that kid in the DMV line. Oh, man, I can't do this, man. I'm going to get up out of here. Calm down. You're going to be all right. You're going to live to see another day. You're going to be just fine. Look at the person next to you and tell them, you're going to be just fine. So number one, you need to commit to it. Also, when you're on a fast, in particular an absolute fast, drink plenty of water. Drink a lot of water. Did you know that all the foods that God created has water in it? Everything that comes from the ground has water in it that God created. Did you know that? Everything has water in it. So for those of you, I'm only eating that. No, there's, there's water in there, some more than others, a higher percentage than others. But it's very important that you drink water. And I would encourage you, drink water in the physical and drink water in the spiritual. This is the living water. You need it. It just cleanses you. It 
cleanses you, it cleanses you, it cleanses you. It's very important because what's happening is your body is so used to eating at a certain time, your mind and your stomach start having conversations. And when the food doesn't, when your stomach doesn't get it, your mind's saying, hey, what's wrong? How come you're not eating right now? It's 8 o'clock, it's 10 o'clock, you should be eating, you should be eating, you should be eating. And all of a sudden you're not eating. So what happens is the inside of your intestines starts eating at something. And it starts eating at your intestines. What it does is it builds up the acid. And the acid then comes and looks for something because usually it's food to eat and now it's not there. So it starts going at and getting away at what we call the fat cells. And it goes after them. It starts eating them. It starts eating them. But the thing is it's not normal. So then all of a sudden that acid then turns to gas. Or the uh, scientific term is called flatulence. You can go to work tomorrow and say, you can talk about, oh, somebody flatulated here. <laughs> say, I, uh, I heard that term from Dr. Pastor Pineda. He, uh, scientific now. Maybe some of you knew that word, some of you didn't. I have no idea. But it's okay. It's all right. That's why you need to drink water to clear it out. Yeah, clear out all them toxins. Clear out all them poisons. Can I hear an amen? amen. Uh, another thing you want to be able to do if you are going to drink, you could drink the herbal teas. They're very good for you. A cranberry juice also helps uh, cleanse. There's a lot of benefits to that as well. You could look all this stuff up, even from what I'm sharing with you. Uh, apple juice, that's not too acidic, so you can be able to do that. But I wouldn't encourage you, don't drink orange juice. Too much acid, right? Don't, don't drink the, the, the juices that are high in acid. They're not good for you. Uh, they eat and they go after different things. You got to know what your body uh, is used to. Orange juice, apple juice, or excuse me, orange juice, pineapple juice, grapefruit juice, those are very high in acid. So you got to, you have to remember this, that when you fast, your body is disrupting its habits. Your body is disrupting its habits. So in other words, if you ate five times a day, your body and your head is going to give you five indications. It's going to let you know you're not eating. How come you're not eating? You need to eat. You need to eat. But that's why your head starts hurting. That's why you get headaches because your mind and your stomach have conversations. They have constant conversations all the time. And when it's not getting its normal, regularly scheduled appointments, all of a sudden they have conversations. That's why your stomach growls and then your head hurts. So what's happening is you're disrupting the habits. Somebody say disrupting the habits. Fasting gives your body the opportunity to break down the food that has been sitting in its habit place. It gives the body the opportunity to break that down. Now, how to break the fast this is very important that I'm going to close right here. A lot of people ask, okay, well, I'm coming off the fast. You have to consider the length of your fast. Consider how long you've been fasting. So in other words, if you fasted for three days, it's not going to be that hard or that difficult to get back into it. But if you're going for seven days, 10 days, 21 days, you just don't want to uh, go right back into eating your normal foods. Don't do that. You're, you can shock your body. And it's not very good to do. You want to be able to ease yourself back into it. If you go for 7, 10, uh, 15, 21 days or 30 days or even longer. Excuse me. Make sure. I would encourage you actually to go back 
and start uh, drinking or eating, however you want to look at it, soup. Get some soup. And even within the soup, if you want to do vegetables, uh, make sure the vegetables have been well cooked so that, you know, they're pretty much already, you know, soft, not hard. You don't want to get those hard things. So that way your body can digest things a whole lot better. Uh, You want to be able to have that as you break uh, the fast. Uh, Breaking a fast is like going to heaven for your taste buds. Because all of a sudden, things taste a whole lot better now. Now you can actually taste the grapes. You can taste the apples. You can taste the orange. You can taste these things. As before, you weren't tasting anything. You're eating this, but you're tasting what you had five hours ago. That's what's still on your taste buds. When you fast, it's almost like heaven is coming upon your tongue. Oh, right? It's a little mermaid. Oh, what is this? It's because you purified yourself. And so now, the things that come upon you, you taste differently. This is why the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you fast, you purify your taste and you see God differently. The reason why some of you don't see God differently is because you're still tasting the same thing. Are you starting to understand this now? Making, making sense when it comes to fasting? Oh, that's why we fast. Exactly. You're going to see God differently when you fast. Now, also the last thing, and I'll close with this, is that When you come off of your fast, I would encourage you, establish now a good diet. It's given you an opportunity to change the things that were unhealthy for you prior to that fast. It gives you a great opportunity to see God differently. So if you want to do that, now you've changed your regularly scheduled appointments that you've had both physically and spiritually. Now maybe the movies that you used to watch, you don't watch those anymore. I would encourage you, don't go out with friends that like to watch those kind of movies. Well, that's how I used to be. Exactly. That's how you used to be. You used to be an undisciplined kid in the midst of a DMV line and wanted your way and you would get mad when it didn't go your way. But now I'm disciplined. I don't have, it's not that I don't want to go there, or it's not that I can't go there. It's just I don't want to go there. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to listen to that. I, that's not me anymore. See, this is why many times you'll know the difference of yourself when you meet an old friend from 10 years prior. If you're still the exact same way as they are, you haven't changed. But when you meet a friend from 10, 15, 20 years prior, and they come up, and they're still the same person, hey, how you doing? And you're like, hey. And they give you that look like, who are you? Then you know that the fasting works. You're a different person. I'm not that same person anymore. Look, I'm not 16 anymore. That ain't me. I'm not 22 anymore. I don't think like that. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I settled down. I told myself to shut up so you don't have to tell me to shut up. And I put childish ways behind me. Simple as that. I would encourage you, when you come off of this fast, establish a good, healthy diet physically, but most importantly, spiritually. 
I really want to see Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay a healthy church. I'm not concerned about the numbers. You can come to the piano. I'm not concerned about the numbers. The numbers will take care of itself if there's a healthy body. If there is a healthy body. I know this was a little bit more of a teaching, but I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Some of you, you've never fasted before. I want to encourage you. Take this fast. Do this fast. We're still on the remainder of it for the remainder of this week and even a part of it into the following week. If you want to get on it with us, you can. Really quickly, the Daniel fast, fruits and vegetables. If you want to do it, try it. It will help you. Matter of fact, when you read the scriptures, it says that these men did this fast and they looked even better than the king's men. So for some of you, this wasn't in, in my notes for the benefits. If you want to start even getting better skin, learn how to eat better. It's biblical. I know some of you are saying, oh, pastor. No, it's biblical. You can look all this up for yourself. I'm not making it up. It's all there. Some of you want to start being able to remember things better, fast. It helps quicken your spirit and die to your flesh. There's so many different uh, benefits to fasting but of course the most important one is you get better intimacy with God all the things that have been blocking you all the things that have been messing with you the things that messed with you years ago they don't mess with you anymore why because I fasted for that a long time ago that's not me certain people used to get under my skin they don't get under my skin now you do, why because I've learned how to fast I've learned how to put this flesh under subjection you're not going to win today, flesh. The Spirit's going to win. It's for me in this house, we're going to serve and fast with the Lord. Come on, if you're excited about that, give the Lord a hand of praise. Stand with me here this morning. I am going to make an altar call. I didn't make one last week, but I'm going to make one this week. And I want to pray for those of you.